<laughs> we were drinking before I got here, but uh, we have Carl Doniger of PopCon. We're talking about drinking. He wow. insulted me several times. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently he knows a little bit about putting on a convention and business himself. Uh, he's at a low point, and uh, I don't know if this is a high point, but we talked about it. Two and a half hours after we began. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. <laughs> Plug one. Okay. Plug one. Yep. We're marketing <laughs> chicken scratch. We have the plugometer on here. Yeah, we got a plugometer. Apparently, entrepreneurial people are very good at plugging uh, either themselves or people that have helped them along the way, which is great. But we've decided to start keeping track. the The highest we've gotten to is eight. So we're gonna see how you do. Oh man, I'm we'll gonna crush track. that crush number. It. Awesome. I'm because there, there, yeah, there, there is no way this uh, that with popcorn would exist exists about without all way these more other than people. eight chicken scratches. You, you feel free to shout out as many people that you want to plug as <laughs> as possible because that's it is uh it is all about helping and and, and rehelping in, in the entrepreneurial side of things. So, Excellent. how did you get involved with this? So uh, the 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 short version of a longer story. Uh, I have, you can tell the longer story. It's a podcast. We can do whatever we want. Yeah, I, I know, but uh, your ears will bleed. It takes so long. But the um, I've been a geek my whole life. Obviously, because you don't, you're kind of born into yeah. it. And I was fostered by my. You're parents. born that way. Yeah, you're born. We've that just way. went through that in Indiana. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you're born. Yeah, yeah. very good. Yes, but the uh, so when I was a kid, uh, I loved playing games, and I would make games out of just about anything. If I just had a kickball, I'd make up a game where two people could play. You got to try Knockdown Barnes. That's my plug. I'm going to go with that one. Knockdown Barnes. It's a great. So one of the last interviews we had was with a board game inventor. Invented Knockdown Barnes. It was just at Gen Con. Ah. Met him in Chicago. Stayed at my house. He's an Uber driver, hawking this thing out of the back of his Uber car. And I bought one because I was leaving a beer fest drunk. And I would have bought it anyway because he did such a good job selling it. But anyway, so carry on. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, but from from when I could draw, I was writing down pseudo life boards and just making up it go back two spaces if something happens. I mean, I would just make up any any old kind of game. You had a game of your own life. Well, yeah, I mean, but it was, it, there were dozens of them. So there was, there was never one iteration. I would make one and then I'd make my friends play it and then we'd forget about it. But I was constantly reinventing games. And uh, so I learned from a young age that I love playing games. Uh, that translated into computer games and I'm not, um, I, and I still play those to this day, but I'm more of a board gamer, more of a tabletop gamer, which is exactly what Gen Con is. Yeah. And that is not a plug, but they are a fun sister company. Uh, really n- not affiliated, but they're, they're, <laughs> since we exist in the same town. They're, you they're seriously got to try Knockdown Barnes, though. I, yeah, we gotta, no, we're going to no, play. You'll, you'll have to we're going to play. I have a great time with it. So uh, it, when Gen Con moved to Indianapolis, um, my good friend Ryan, who is also another owner of PopCon, he uh, brought me into the fold with a Boy Scout program because they were doing educational program through Gen Con. So I got into the fold of being a volunteer at Gen Con uh, really early on when they moved to Indianapolis. So you got started by doing stuff for free? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, very, it, it, very long hours. Yeah, no, so, that's important. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's important. Anyone um, listening, that's a great it, way to get started. It, it really is. Just doing you want, stuff for free. Yeah. Doing you, something you love for free is a great way to do something you love and get paid eventually. 
Correct. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Boy, I can't wait till that eventually happens. Exactly. <laughs> no shit. The uh, <laughs> choir. You're preaching to the choir. Yeah. So the uh, uh, so we went through the we went through those paces for years. So it, um, then circle back to roughly 2012. That sounds about right. 2012. Yeah. Um, we we knew and know the leadership of GenCon. Uh, and we pitched to them because we didn't want to wait a full year for another Gen Con. So Ryan and I pitched to them to do uh, uh, a six-month-out in February uh, midwin Gen, so midwinter Gen Con. And that was right when I want to say you guys are good with the naming of things because PopCon is a great name. Yeah, it it, it well, sticks. You hear it. It lands in I'm your brain. I'm glad you say that because Midwinter Gen it, also somehow sticks in your brain. Yeah, but it was yeah PopCon. We'll come back to that. Yeah, we will come back to that. But, but great the, name. But the uh, so we wanted another gaming convention. It was just going to be small, probably in a hotel. But we wanted it to be backed by Gen Con and supported by Gen Con, and just at least to get the locals of Indianapolis together that so we can have it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not have to wait a full year like the rest of the world still does. Um, but that was right when they were coming out of their bankruptcy with Lucasfilms, which is a whole other story, um, uh, which I won't go into because I don't know the details. Uh, they're fully solvent. Came out of they came out of bankruptcy in I think less than a year. I mean it was it was all paperwork at that point. Yeah. But uh, they were pulling back. Um, all their uh, their sponsorships from uh, Australia. They got rid of their one, their Gen Con that they had in uh, California. They were just really focusing 100% back on Indianapolis, which has worked incredibly well because they, I think they've at least, almost, I think they've about doubled since 2011 in their attendance. That's a rough number. I, I moved here in 2012, right right when Gen Con was happening. Yeah. And uh, we were we were headed downtown, uh, well, Chase and Tail, as 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 I had spent too much of my time doing, and we ended up lost the tail. Ended up at Steak and Shake, surrounded by, uh, well, pretty much the convention. And yeah. I had no idea what I had landed myself in. It was really because I was like, "Is this normal?" You're you are in the most Isley Cantina, right? Uh, yeah. You it, don't even know what that. I means. don't know. <laughs> Sorry, there's a there's a Darth Vader back there, so I'm immediately thinking Star Wars. But the um, he laughed. Yeah, <laughs> for us dorks, it was yeah, fun. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's the future biggest movie of this year, by the way. But uh, yeah, we may be back in Mos Eisley. Uh, the uh, so <laughs> thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks, Brad. You're the, welcome. So um, that went by the wayside. We uh, but then Ryan. Uh, Ryan's kid or kids, I don't remember if one or both, but I'm guessing both, um, went to school with another gentleman, uh, Larry Zori, who's um, uh, affiliated with ComicsPriceGuide.com, and they at the same time were wanting to start Indianapolis's first Comic-Con, So, and I was unemployed at the time. <laughs> So Ryan brought me, which is how great yeah. first business adventures start. Really, it, it really, really is. Yeah, I yeah. mean, because I I had all the time in the world when those two just simply didn't, and uh, uh, so they brought me in for lunch up on the north side. I don't even remember where we went. Probably some and guy's like, pizza. Yay, because, free food. Well, no, I, I, I oh, can't remember if I paid for it or not. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, I wasn't employed. I wasn't hurting. But the. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Um, so, but the uh, uh, so they got us together. We told them our idea about um, 
a gaming convention and he told us his idea about uh, a comic con and so we merged the two ideas to put our efforts together uh, and came up with what is essentially PopCon, but it's very different even a year later now. So we started off uh, with a Comic-Con gaming convention mashup, and we're so much more than that now and very not very specifically either of those two things at all anymore. So we've got, we've got some board gaming and we've got, we've definitely have a comic book influence on a good chunk of it. Um, but now we're really deep into the internet culture, which is the true current pop culture, uh, that really hasn't been embraced by very many people at all. Uh, when it comes to bringing that to the public, uh, because people are in abandoned, um, firehouses setting up their own studios and nobody gets to come just meet these people yeah what what are you talking about (laughs) using that as an example uh i'm envious by the way i can and and i who this was this your idea just this this whole concept of this studio i've been wanting to do the well ever since again i was let go from clear channel uh way back in the day radio plug uh let go from clear channel and uh the hammer and i just so we're counting much, all plugs or just his plugs? I think, well, you, the two of you, I rarely plug. Um, but uh, they let me go. Hammer and Nigel kind of started another podcast that I started producing back in 2011, uh, in January of that year. And it was one of those where it, I was, I was unemployed, Hammer was unemployed, Nigel was just getting back from Austin, Texas unemployed, and a podcast began. And that was before podcasting really kind of started picking up a lot. And... Uh, I started thinking, you know, this is awesome. We do it at a bar. It's great, but I can't control sound. I can't control audio. I can't control a lot of the the stuff around it. It'd be really cool to have a studio. That was when the seed was born. And then, you know, two iterations later, later, and here we are with a great fucking table. And (laughs) (laughs) no, Brad, uh, Brad lit a fire and then uh, got a hold of me and we've been dumping gas on the thing. Yeah, so. and you should because I don't think podcasting's come anywhere near to its peak yet. Oh, not even, not even remotely close. No, yeah. it's it's a lot of great things are going to come from it. I'm the, my, positive of it. And, and what came up on Hammer and Nigel, and I'm going to have to reiterate this. Is By all means, plug, this is not the Hammer and Nigel four, show. Yeah. Um, but since nobody has... Um, iPods anymore. That shouldn't be called a podcast anymore. So since they're, it's almost always popular what culture, it should be called a podcast. Podcast, Yes. Plug for podcasts. I'm going to count it. Yep. I like it. I love it. No, it's a great, great thing. I'm going to steal it. <laughs> Listen to our podcast. Right. No, it's fantastic. So how, on that note, how did you come up with the name? Because it's fantastic. It encompasses it better than your original idea, in my opinion. We, it, it was kind of born out of necessity. So we wanted to start a Comic-Con. And even though one person owns that name with San Diego Comic-Con and Comic-Con International, Mm -hmm. they really don't enforce their trademark. They should, but they don't. So there are hundreds... There's some logic behind not doing it, but go ahead. There there is and there isn't, because um, they have recently fought, I think it was Salt Lake City Comic-Con or Denver Comic-Con. I can't remember which. But uh, because they were purporting, or they were watering down... A brand at that point mm-hmm. so they, they it, it was losing its own brand and it's still true so 
Yeah. There, there are Comic Cons. There's probably a a Bloomington Comic Con, or I don't think there is. But I'm using that as an example that uh, somebody's just putting it up in their barn and calling it a Comic Con, and that really does water down the brand. So out of necessity, we just came up with something that no one really had ever used. Uh, we're not the first two who have used it, but it's not being currently used, and we're embracing it and making an, inter- an international brand out of it. But the uh, so it was just more out of necessity in popcom. What are you doing differently? Differently with the use of it. Well, you just you just uh, you just said some uh, I don't want to say negative things, but things that you were critiquing about Comic Con. Oh uh, no, there's nothing wrong with the Comic Cons. It's just they they embrace the name in order to get the attendance. So if anybody if we would have used the word Comic Con, we would have probably had two or three times the attendance our first year. But it wouldn't have been ours if that makes sense yeah that's what i'm asking about the question of what are you doing differently so so uh, like because this this in i mean based on the what i've looked at so far you've you've i I honestly feel that you have something um what are you doing differently to maintain that and hold on to that well uh, lots of different things so we're we're diversifying this year so we started off and to answer your original question before i forget it myself um the popcon so pop, pop came from um popular culture so popular culture convention um but we've we don't even really consider ourselves a convention anymore we're a convergence of all things geek so the con now is really convergence not convention yeah but it's popular popular culture is it geek though Absolutely. It is still geek. You think so? Absolutely. I don't know, because you were just referencing cults earlier. Well, the cults, which yeah. I wouldn't, it, but which sport, I wouldn't say geek. Oh, I mean, I might. I could yeah, get but, how you could say Yes, geek. I was just using that as an extreme example of a huge group of geeks that don't call themselves geeks. geeks yeah. No, yeah. I get it. Yeah. yeah. I don't. So, uh, fun fact about me. I don't get sports, just don't get it. Sure. Yeah, absolutely don't. <laughs> um, I, I, I endorse that a lot of my income comes from the I fact do. that people love sports. Yes. But I don't watch a lot of sports. I can't, I don't have a team. I support, you know, I just so. So I you get, th- you're not from Indianapolis? I'm not, a, yeah, that's very clear. Okay, <laughs> well, I no, I mean, yeah, yeah. I guess, uh, or Indi- are you from Indiana? No, I'm from uh, Washington uh, State. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, so I should be a huge Hawks fan, but I'm from no, like a that small would be, town out by the west. That would be the west um, what is it? Uh, uh, log rolling. Yes, yes, I love ro- log rolling. Yeah, that and curling. I just head up to Vancouver, BC, curling, log rolling. And you actually do like curling? I fucking love curling. I we here's here it is. We need to start our own curling team. I would play because, curling because I think I think that is probably the easiest untapped gold medal that you can get in the Olympics. <laughs> I I completely because, disagree with you. Well, well, <laughs> but but I can see your angle it's, on it, that. It, it's that or ping pong, and there's no way you're getting the golden ping pong. No, no table no. tennis, table tennis. Sorry, I didn't mean to offend anyone. Well, neither one of us are Asian, so that's not going to happen anytime <laughs> soon. And neither one of us are Canadian, so. Well, see, the first, my first hurdle would just to be get on some ice skates and being able to not fall down. I don't think you wear ice skates and curling. The the person that pushes it does because they're back. Foot. I don't think they do. Or does it just have spikes on no, it? No, you're you got the internet next to you. Uh, yeah, I know. I need to look it up. Okay. <laughs> does, I don't. Know. I don't think you wear ice skates and curling. I. I don't know. I. So the, why I fell in love with curling is, is I was a broke. Uh, a broke. I wasn't a college student. I was just a broke person because I didn't. <laughs> I dropped out of college. But I'm. Uh, I don't have. I don't have 
the internet and I don't have cable. Technically, that means you're still a student. I, I, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I guess the student of curling now because sure. I, I've got the, the rabbit bunny ears and all I can get is channel 13 and, uh, and the Canadian Broadcasting Network. So I'm watching. I got hooked one Saturday just drinking beer, natural light. Bush light, actually. Natty. Na- natty light. I was actually drinking Bush light. And um, <laughs> I'm watching a, a curling contest. I spent the whole day. It just got hooked. Couldn't. Yeah, it was amazing. I, I One of love, the best Saturdays of my life. I, I love dexterity sports like that, like <laughs> like shuffle puck or um, what we call it here in Indiana, um, um, cornhole. Yeah. They're, they're all they're all wait cornhole's other name is shuffle puck nope no no just like shuffle puck is the 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 long wooden oh table. those are right yeah shuffle we call it shuffleboard Shuff- where i'm from yeah yeah yeah. Sh- yeah shuffleboard to me is the old man's yeah sport. with the thing that yeah, yeah on the cruise ship yeah, yeah. so they're they're more pucks so i think we call them sh- i don't know i've learned it no ice skates puck. in any of these by the way yeah thank you so. yeah see told you when you wear teflon like <laughs> shoes if you're the guy that slides uh, okay all right so it doesn't it, so it sticks to the ice. Learn your curling. It, well, yeah. Now it, who's the dork? It, well, Me. Yeah, I'm, I'm from, I'm from a city that has one ice rink. <laughs> Two. Is that any? No, I, I'm making that up. I'm, I think it's got three. I, I know of. I, I don't. Well, know they closed the one that was by the house I grew up on. On in, yes. Okay, well that explains why you're not playing for the Indiana Ice or the Fuel. Correct. <laughs> we're way off track. What the shit were we I, talking about? I, I enjoy sports, but when my feet move independently of the ground, I am incapable. Of. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. Where <laughs> where were we? <laughs> uh, uh, whether you, you're concerned whether we're geeks or not? No, that's not. <laughs> This isn't a race thing. No, 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 no. I no, whether whether we should label our con, okay, our, there we go. Our event no, as how you yeah, event. yeah, how are you holding down your brand? Yeah. Um, I want to know how you're holding down your brand cuz people ask me that stuff all the time. Did you trademark it? Did you patent it? Have you been on fucking Shark Tank? Like they ask me the most ridiculous questions in that regard. So I'm going to ask you one. So I hanging that down. We're Pulling we're in the process down. of trademarking. Yeah. The and, and we'll see how that goes. It's popcorn. since since we yes popcorn okay since since we are not first to use it's not necessarily a guarantee but we're the only current use so that means it's very likely that we'll be okay and uh, making money behind it helps it, well, yes and and we've been using it consistently for two years uh, it's in the local area it's a relative it's it's kind of a household name uh, we'd easily be able to trademark it in Indiana. But we want to. We want the national, yeah, we national, want the real thing, international, yeah. all the things. Yeah, yeah. awesome. So, uh, when did you start that process? Uh, just recently. Yeah, because uh, it it all came back to we we really want to diversify. We don't want to be just a one event a year thing. So uh, we've got uh, um, we've got a gentleman by the name of Peter Spellos coming out uh, next month to start acting classes once a month. Uh, next. Next month, I think, is improv. So he's going to teach a troop of 20 players nice. how to do acting improv. How do you sign up for that? Uh, I think there actually is still uh, an opening, and uh, I will uh, point you out to our website. And I think all the information is either on, I think it's on Facebook, actually. I think that's the easiest. And what's the website? Uh, well, the website is just indiepopcon.com. Okay, total plug. Yes. <laughs> a forced <laughs> plug, but it's a plug. <laughs> 
Awesome. So, uh, I, I actually, I, um, I told our in-house, uh, do you prefer geek is, is the, is a better term? Is that I'm Carl geek? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Geek. Yes. But I, I was talking to our, uh, he's, he's, um, he's the head of our graphics department and we're just bullshitting this morning. And, uh, what are you, what are you doing today? Got two interviews. Um, Guy from Popcon, Carl Donning, Doniger. Hey, very close enough. Yep, is uh, is going to be on. He's like, I got, I got, I got questions. I got questions. So, um, <laughs> he, we already covered how you uh, have differentiated from Gen Con, Awesome Con, which sounds like a nice attempt at what you were trying to do, Comic Con, and is there a Wizard Con? There is. So yes. So Gen Con is tabletop gaming. They've been around for roughly 50 years now. I think maybe next year's their 50th. Uh, they are up to now 62,000 unique attendees. They're the biggest board gaming, uh, tabletop gaming convention in the world. They beat out Essen last year, and I'm sure they were bigger than Essen this year. Uh, they moved. They started off as Lake. Uh, they started off in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, in the basement of Gary Gygax, the guy that invented Dungeons and Dragons. Literally started the convention 49 years ago in his basement, and so it's called Gen Con because it's Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. See, I thought it was called Gen Con for the same reason yours is called PopCon. I thought Gen was for generational. Oh boy, hey guys, Gen Con, listen to that. Rename yourself to generational. I have no idea what that would mean for board gaming, but it's a word. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I thought it meant like uh, our, all generations converge on. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, and they do. In droves. Yeah. yeah. No, I... Yeah, you witnessed it in just one tiny little restaurant one tiny right next and, door. Well, and I had a, a guy that was going to it, living in my house for uh, a week. It was fantastic. And you were chasing tail. There was plenty of it at that convention. <laughs> I, I can't tell you what I gender it is. I never found any. <laughs> but it was there. Gen... Gen or gen... Gender con. Gender con. No, okay. Yeah, no, that's not it. Again, um, okay. so off track. So, um, awesome con. Uh, we are... Uh, out of those four, that's probably the one we're closest to, but we're still quite different. Um, awesome Con was born out of uh, Ben Penrod's mind, uh, and uh, he is from Washington, D.C., and he didn't also want to use the Comic-Con name. Uh, he, his is probably closely, closely modeled after, after a Comic-Con. Um, but he started his own brand, and it's grown up this huge thing uh, in D.C. Uh, he attempted to... Um, spread out last year to to Indianapolis and Milwaukee. Um, the uh, the the weather and end of year scenario last year after so many conventions last year, uh, he was in the tail end of it all, and uh, the attendance wasn't nearly as high as what he had hoped, nor what he had designed for. And it was a fantastic convention that a lot of people missed, uh, and with a lot of great Hollywood talent that showed up. Uh, that, uh, um, uh, but he decided not to do it again this year, but that doesn't mean he's not going to come back with the, um, awesome con Indianapolis, uh, in, in the future. Um, but, uh, he doubled down and did great in DC again this year. So, uh, that's awesome con. Uh, and, uh, let's see what's, what's next on your list. Comic con. So Indiana comic con, they, they announced probably two weeks before we did that we were even going to exist at all. Um, they, uh, they have grown year over year, so they had their second event this year. Um, they are a true Comic-Con. It's 
uh, 99% comics and 1% to keep everybody else happy. Are they backed by the Comic-Con in San Diego? Not at all. Okay, independent. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, and since you guys were thinking of doing the Comic-Con itself, was this something that was kind of a surprise to you guys, uh, being that somebody else at the exact same time was pretty much coming up with the same concept? Well, it, it, surprise, not necessarily surprise, because... Um, Indianapolis is a huge market and it right. hadn't had one before, which is why we were going to tap into it um, by ourselves, which that didn't happen. But the uh, but I think we're we, we're coming out ahead on that anyway. The um, uh, they're from Florida, they're from Tampa. <clears throat> They'd run multiple conventions before the one that they brought here, so they they had they had their own model under their sleeve before they even came to Indianapolis. Um, but uh, uh, then the last one, um, um, Wizard, Wizard, Wizard World, uh, Wizard World Wizard International. World. Um, they, I believe, are the only publicly traded geek convention. Oh, shit. Uh, so there, uh, you can buy stock in Wizard, Wizard, Wizard World Entertainment, Wizard International. I think it's just Wizard International. Uh, uh, but they call themselves Wizard World. They whole, host a dozen or more events throughout the country. Uh, they have some sites that don't change, like Chicago and New York. Um, I think Philadelphia sticks around year after year, probably L.A. Um, but then the rest kind of migrate around because they really tap into that market and then just leave. They put, they're put they really good at um, the circus-style Comic-Con. They, they roll in on 18-wheeler trucks, set up their tent, um, take everybody's money, pack up the truck and go, and they're really efficient at it. What do they do? Uh, they're a Comic-Con. In, in, oh, okay. in the same See, sense. when you said Wizard World, I thought it was just a bunch of people in robes with floppy hats. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, and they were I'm named that. They you. were named that well before I, I'm guessing the Harry Potter stuff was, was popular, popularized. So they, they, I don't know if that's been a help or hurt from them. They have had a lot of Harry Potter guests at their convention. So well, it was either that or they were just really big basketball fans of Washington D.C. Sure, <laughs> terrible joke. Sure, terrible. I know it was. <laughs> Um, but uh, they mentioned we were drinking before you got they're, here. They're very efficient. So um, out of all those four entities, uh, uh, it's my job to pay attention to the good things and the not so good things so that we can mimic those things that we want to mimic and um, bring it to our fan group and learn from the things that didn't necessarily work well for them that we also don't want to go poorly for us. So, uh, um, uh, so out of those um, four, Five, considering us the fifth, um, Gen Con and um, Indiana Comic Con are still in existence along with us. Um, the other two did not plan conventions here this year. Uh, so yeah, there's from from five last year, it's down to three, and that's awesome. I don't see those three leaving anytime soon because they've been all three been successful. I've heard nothing but two good two years at least about the three. So that's. Yeah, they're they they all are very good at what they do. Every one of them. Yeah. Yep. Um, so on that on that note, I've been so in the startup world. Uh, the trade show circuit is a lot of it. I've I've been to hundreds and hundreds of trade shows. That's a slight exaggeration. At least a hundred trade shows. It's but still a lot. It's a lot of trade shows. It's, Spend a lot of time on the on the road, as yeah. we call it, as an entrepreneur. Um, being a part, having a booth, doing the thing, going out with, for drinks, entertaining people, but have never actually put on a trade show, which for all intents and purposes, you, I mean, it's a convention, 
but it's very similar. It's a convergence. Yeah, a convergence of people, like-minded people, whether yes, it be the absolutely. beer business or the restaurant business or the comic book business. Yes. All very similar. Uh, yours probably more fun because it involves games and awesome. The beer one's a lot of fun because it involves drinking. Um, how? How? I think how? we're. Who do you it, call? It, it's 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 fun that you use the word the the term trade show because it's 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 very common, but people don't really understand what a trade show is. Um, so the those the the four that we previously mentioned: Gen Con, Indiana Comic Con, Wizard World, and Awesome Con. They are true fan conventions. Mm-hmm. Um, we do separate ourselves as a trade show. So. As a tradesman, you would come in as a podcaster and be able to learn and share ideas, um, converge, meet with other podcasters, um, learn maybe the YouTube side of the business because you might want to break into that eventually Mm -hmm. as well. Uh, And that you can bring your trade to PopCon and learn something from PopCon uh, that really uh, none of those other conventions do. That's not what they do. That's not what they're there for. So uh, I, so this is funny because I view trade shows very differently, I guess, uh, or and and the beer side of things because I go as a, uh, uh, what did you say, convergence or what? Uh, well, no, you, you, for a trade show, you as a, as a beer tradesman. I mean, I used to be in the sign business. Sure, I would, sure. I, I don't go to as 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 for trade. I go because I'm a huge dork. <laughs> of over beer or i'm a huge sure. dork over the restaurant industry or i'm a huge dork over but you were going to trade shows i was going to, to hang trade out with shows. other people that are dorks that like-minded people but they're the same thing but the event itself was uh, a, conv- uh, a a geek convention only you're just going there to be entertained period you're not necessarily there to learn anything you're not necessarily you're not there disagree. to disagree i think you're going there to learn things there are there are open tickets to a trade show. Yes, at a trade show. Yeah, but you wouldn't go to Comic Con to learn anything. That's my point. Absolutely, you're always you're. I mean, this is very philosophical now. Yes, but you're you're <laughs> always you're always learning. Yes, I've I've gotten business ideas from Game of Thrones. Like, are you kidding me? You're always learning. Red Wedding. Yeah, that was uh, he kind of <laughs> they, did. Did he not deserve the it? Best did they not plan ever created? It? I'm, a little bit. Um, no, no comment. No spoilers. Uh, I don't care at this point. If if I'm caught up, <laughs> spoiler alert. I mean, we don't even know when this is going to air. It could be a month from now, two months from now. They kind of deserved it. Everybody in that show deserves it. <laughs> yeah. Arya's blind for a reason. Yeah. We're going to throw out spoilers. Well, we don't know she's blind yet. We don't know what happened. Yeah, you're right. She's probably going to turn into a dragon or something. Yeah, exactly. Point. She's got a dragon pass. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind drinking dragon fire, and that shit's awesome too. Sure. <laughs> Again, Dra- way off. Dragon's topic. milk. Good so beer. I want to know how you set up a trade show or, or a, a, a convention. The uh, a gathering that large of vendors <laughs> and people and people uh, that love the terminology are enthusiastic yes. about what so, they love. Uh, our our first hurdle was just to figure out how how big to go. Because you guys went big right out of the we gate went, from we, everything that we I went, could tell. We went huge right out of the gate. Yeah. And most people will start um, probably not in a basement like Gen Con did. Yeah, the, um, but exactly. They would, I'm they a would, basement starter, they garage would, starter. They would um, uh, hold all the hotel rooms in one hotel and use their meeting space, and that's where they would put on their event. 
And there's a lot of even local Indianapolis conven- conventions that are very successful doing that. And that is that is their culmination. That is their peak. That is what they want to do. They get their um, one to 2,000 people every year, very consistent, and uh, they're very successful at it. And it's, it's a family reunion. And uh, we wanted to do that kind of family-oriented, uh, bring all the communities together into one huge family reunion that's going to just keep growing globally. So it's we started off like in, a trailer in, park. The, in the convention center. <laughs> yes. So yes, like a trailer park. <laughs> but the uh, but we we decided to go with the conv- Indiana Convention Center. Uh, it's number one in the country. We were local. We're the only local group of this genre that does anything in the convention center. Uh, we all the money that is generated here stays here. Um, one of our primary goals is that we have an economic impact by bringing people from outside of central Indiana to spend money in Indianapolis. We want Indianapolis to succeed right along with us. And uh, so we just to start our event, um, we had to get uh, we had to get the convention center contract down, which was I'm gonna count the plug for Indiana local money as a as a plug. Yeah. It it, okay. it really is, and it's important to us. And yeah. uh, the the local organization Visit Indy, whose sole purpose is to drive money in, second plug. Um, they uh, they're fantastic. That whole organization just amazes me every time I talk to them. But uh, they. Um, they they really helped answer a lot of questions because we uh, enough of us have been to enough con- conventions and um, Ryan and I had worked at very large conventions for years. So you worked with and, them directly. It, well, we we were we we were on the inside track on what to do with a large convention um, with a lot of bravado about we thought we knew what the heck we were doing. It's the key and, to all of it. And to, um, to think you know what you're to, doing. Yeah, and so. We, we we had a lot of we had a lot of guts doing what we were doing and um, uh, bold and thinking that we could do it and uh, uh, hindsight we did pull it off but boy I didn't know seventy five percent of what I needed to know at the time <laughs> not even not even um, we're just high five right? yeah yeah but the uh, uh, but now two years later uh, or even a year later by trial by fire uh, I would now consider myself an expert. In just about anything you could ask me, uh, in, in that in that respect. But uh, if if this had interview had been before the first event, um, I would have been a very different person. I can't wait for life to kick you right in the balls, and you can retract that statement. What? Why? What? I consider myself an expert every time I've ever said that in my entire life. Oh, I said it's consider. Like, it's like a week. That doesn't mean it's the truth, but it's in my head. I still consider myself. That, that's okay. So that's your so out. It, it's 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 still in my head that. Uh, uh, that I that I know what I'm doing, and as long as you go in with that kind of confidence, uh, even if you make a mistake along the way, you'll be smart enough to know that it was a mistake, and you'll fix it. Yeah, nobody will notice it either because you were, went in with that confidence on the front end. Yeah. Very, Are you very listening? likely. Are you guys listening? It's it's Everybody. it's very true. If yeah. you uh, if you have an idea, um, turn off the TV, unplug the computer. Well, unless you're going to type something out, uh, <laughs> and just do it. Yeah, yeah. It, because if 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 we hadn't uh, if we hadn't have met and I hadn't have been unemployed with time and there were, I had every excuse in the world not to start PopCon, uh, and uh, but uh, we just we just did it and we're still running with it. <laughs> uh, is is uh, yeah, and it consumes your life. And it, you work twelve, sixteen, twenty four yeah, hour because, days. Because What's your longest day? All of us, 
Oh, there are a couple that I didn't even sleep. What's your longest day? So my longest day is 36, eight, eight-ish hours. Yeah, that's about the same. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Work, work right through one night. Yep. I don't think I work through two nights. That That's inefficient after a point. It's inefficient, but sometimes shit hits the fan and you you, you got to do it. That's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're, we're, we're good enough that shit didn't hit that kind of fan. <laughs> You're lucky enough. <laughs> shit didn't hit that kind of fan, sir. You're lucky enough. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's always that there's always that potential, but uh, you just have to overplan. Yeah, overplan, over overplan, under deliver, overplan, over deliver, and under deliver. It doesn't matter as long as you overplan. Correct. Yeah, planning planning is great. Key. Do you know how many times I have planned to the ninth degree, like just, and then we get into phase one of the plan, and the rest of it was complete shit because of the direction that the first yeah. turn took. <laughs> we, uh, our first brainstorm meeting, and uh, Ryan Ryan Key still has this, um, We because we're board gamers, uh, there's uh, there's this mat called a battle mat, and I think it's made by Chessex. Another plug for, uh, for, a, for a company that has treated us well in the past. But uh, it's, it's like a Naga Hide slash vinyl mat that you play Dungeons & Dragons on. So it's got squares on one side um, that are one inch by one inch and hexagons or pent- I think it's hexagons on the other side. But you can play miniatures on them. But you use a wet erase marker, so you can write down something, then erase it, and then write it down, and you can draw little dungeons on it. But what we did is we brainstormed. We we brainstormed our ideas for anything that PopCon could be, and uh, we just literally just wrote chicken, uh, just lines and circles, and wrote words in them. And I I haven't seen it in two years, but I think he said he hasn't erased it yet. So it's one of those things that oh, that's we'll, amazing. We'll, prob- we'll probably frame it. That's amazing. You got to put it in a frame. But. Uh, the uh, but it I, without seeing it and I'm sure I'll, I'll be corrected when we all see it again but it it planned out all the different genres of what we wanted to touch with the convention and I think we're still holding pretty true to those to those original goals. So I was gonna say you've got about nine yeah. genres that you follow. Yep. From sci-fi, TV, I can't remember them all. Internet, yeah. uh, comics, yeah, internet, yeah. Uh, fantasy. That's the tenth. <laughs> <laughs> We've had one every year. A beer dispenser? Yeah, beer sponsor. Heck yeah. Well, beer, beer sponsor, beer but, not sponsor a beer but not a beer dispenser. A dispenser? No, yeah. sorry, no, yeah. no, no dispenser. We'll get there. Yeah. Other than <laughs> unless it's a human being. Don't worry, you'll get there. It was a human dispenser. Yeah, it's fucking Skynet taking over here. I know, right? Yeah. Fuzzy logic. <laughs> uh, um. Well, shit. <laughs> I've already broken the eight, haven't I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. uh I gotta bring it back to something here on my notepad. What's the next question? Because it's uh, it, it's just a long conversation. Is all it is. Um, if you need to you, refill it, you're, you're you already laughed at my Twitter. Your Twitter. I did laugh at your Twitter. <laughs> Check. <laughs> um, I I am a huge a huge con? huge internet Check. geek. You got but that one. Game I, of Thrones covered it. I still don't get. I still don't get the ultimate purpose of Twitter. Because you can do it in so many other ways. You can do it in so many other ways. And I, I don't. I don't even know how. They, I don't even know how they make money. I see. I don't know how Twitter makes money, but I have made money with Twitter. Well, I know we have. We have a pretty big following. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah on Twitter. But do you know what it does? I'm not for the you? one that manages. I'm not the one that manages it. Uh, well, if we if we post something on Twitter, it gets a lot of retweets real quick. I know yeah. that. That's good. That is good. Yeah, Twitter's real time. It's like a real conversation. No, so I know exactly. This, no, I, so you know. As a computer geek, I understand. Of course, you know this is. So this, I'm a complete asshole that didn't know what Twitter was, and I'm I'm going to take this. This is going to be a brag to you. At the time, I had no idea what it was, but we had just done a CNN interview about um, myself and our product, and um, when shit was going down in the Middle East with Gaddafi and all that stuff, <clears throat> that's the timeline. Um, I got a. I got a text from dan simon that said your your stuff we're tweeting is trending higher than the middle east and gaddafi stuff congratulations i'm some hillbilly out in the out in the fucking sticks had no idea what was going on still working out of a barn i'm like doing good on twitter guys and everybody's like great I don't know what that means. Does that use I electricity? I don't know what is that. Yeah, <laughs> that means either. But we're doing good on Twitter. You're you're out trending Gaddafi right now. Magical. So that, uh, that is though. Yeah, you understand yeah, that. You, you understand yeah, that now. Yeah, now I understand how amazing that was. Had I known what that was at the time, I would have owned that shit. <laughs> Had no idea. So then you could have chased some tail. <laughs> I'm trending on Twitter. <laughs> I was married at the time. Starting a business is not conducive to being married. Um, it's yeah. not. Uh, yeah, I, I heard a rumor that you guys use Kickstarter. We did to start. Um, to actually not start, but maybe continue. Yes. So we already had um, the How space. Was my mic there? Was I still on? We, we had the <laughs> we, we had the space planned, and uh, uh, the the convention right before us um, did. Uh, had too small of a space and too many people. Uh, and they actually turned away people. So we expanded based on that. But we wanted to, we wanted the assurance that we needed that space. So we used Kickstarter um, as a barometer that we needed the extra space and um, as a marketing tool because Kickstarter essentially. Do you like the movie The Jerk? <laughs> I haven't seen it in a long time, but Good. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm picking what? out a thermos for you. Oh, wow. Maybe wow. a barometer too. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, we used we used Kickstarter. Um, it um, bought an extra hall for the for the fans, uh, and it paid for carpet underneath their feet, I believe. Which is important if you have to spend all day at a uh, convention weekend. Yeah, you don't come to ours for it's more than a one day event yeah. to really get to really get your really get people your don't realize that. So another piece of advice because we're talking about business starting businesses on the show is. Uh, Get the fucking carpet and the padding. I mean, you won't the first year because you won't listen to me, but the next year you're gonna be like, God damn it, that guy was right. Yeah. You get the carpet and the padding. Yep. So oh, as you as a, an exhibitor. As an exhibitor. Oh heck yeah. Oh my god. Because, it's all the difference in the whole wide the, world. It, well it does. And for for an attendee, we get the carpet because they're walking around and um since our event is a little bit more interactive than the typical trade show. Uh, especially with the podcasters and YouTubers and the independent game developers that are all trying to show something and mm -hmm. talk about it. And the artists are talking about their art and a lot of, a lot of talking, a lot of dialogue goes on. It's not just, is padding an option? It is. I bet for an exorbitant fee. Yes. I just, I know the difference. No, no, there's from an standing in a oh, booth. So what is, there, I wonder what the, and this is just my curiosity cause it's just, I'm curious like a cat. Um, the, uh, the difference between getting people to stay there longer and walk around longer when they have padding under their feet, I bet, is exponential. It is. 
So if if you're if you're a vendor, that is excellent advice. You should yeah. if you're inviting people to physically stand in your space, you should have it padded in yeah. some way. There's lots of there's um, sport court would even be good. There's just something other than the concrete. Yeah, no, it's brutal to stand on. Uh, anyway, carry on. And Sorry. then and then um, while I'm thinking about it, because I've got ADD, but the uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, this is that this whole podcast is the, just a red uh, ball bouncing around. For for uh, for those of you that go to multi day events. Uh, change your shoes every day. Really? Because you'll get foot fatigue off of one pair of shoes, but you uh, you won't have your feet won't have the mem- mes- muscle memory fatigue for a different pair of shoes. So it that's one. It doesn't make it go step. away, but it sure does lessen the pain over over multiple days. Change your shoes. This is solid advice. Like it, like this is rank for me right now. This is ranking at the most important advice. <laughs> <laughs> of my experience of if you've been of, to a hundred events yeah, <laughs> of, yeah and and didn't i only have two two maybe three pairs of dress shoes so well just even if you even if you only have two at least switch them day to day yeah and even then who gives a fuck about dress shoes at a certain point <laughs> like i would rather wear a pair of sneakers at a trade show yeah in for for gin con because i'm i'm typically there for all five days a lot of people don't know that there's a there's a wednesday to gin con but the uh <laughs> uh uh I'll wear shoes that I can literally slip off. So I, it's almost more comfortable to walk around in just socks. Yeah, at a certain point, at I would completely point. agree with you. Yep. Yeah. There's been times where I've kicked off my shoes and been like, I'm just not going to wear anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, brutal stuff. <laughs> the trade show circuit, the convention circuit. So I think we've covered a lot of shit. Um, what are you doing next? Excellent question. So I mentioned Peter Spellos. He's going to start doing some uh, some uh, acting classes. He's uh, um, also bringing an acting troupe from New York to start up. Uh, and he's going to kill me that I haven't read it all because he sent me numerous emails. But the uh, uh, there's um, uh, and he's going to have an acting troupe here. So th- they're probably going to be doing some uh, some events that, with that too. That's not just educational. But for pure entertainment, for a group of people, for a for a crowd, um, we're also doing um, pop ups. So we're going to be doing mobile drive-in theaters. So um, the popuppopcon.com plug um, uh, that uh, uh, we're popuppopcon.com. Yep. So we're um, going to uh, start over the next three months at the Tow Yard right downtown. Um, Tow Brewery. Yeah, the Toyard Brewery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, look at this. I, you shouldn't. You shouldn't challenge me to plugs. But I'm just, um, but I'm yeah, hoping. we partner. We partner with them, and we're gonna I, we're gonna set up. Um, They're great, by the way. Uh, they make great beer. One of the best local craft breweries in town. It's good to know. Yeah. I've I've had it once, but I it's tough for me to remember. Like I said, I've had lots of beers lately. You craft beer snob me at the very beginning. I'm not even sure. <laughs> cram, cameras were rolling, and you're like, I'm a craft beer snob. I don't believe I said that. Yeah, I don't believe. That's that what I heard. That's all I. Oh heard. no, I may that may have yeah. been what it sounded like, but I don't believe I said. You that. were twirling your mustache. <laughs> you're like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I'm not that sorry. I'm um, but sorry. Uh, so over the next three months, where I'm going to be once a month showing uh, a movie. Um, uh, at the tow yard and uh, inviting the whole popcorn community out for that. That's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, there's um, a third thing that's in the works that's uh, um, two early stages, but uh, it's uh, um, way bigger than anything that I could have pictured for us in our second year of, uh, of uh, operations. So we'll see where that goes here soon too, hopefully. What's that? Knock on wood. Uh, yes. 
It is something cool. <laughs> it's something cool. All right, a, a quick, quick couple questions. Number one, um, have you figured out what the next year's event date is looking like yet? Yes, because <laughs> Brad wants to go. Well, I've been at every one because we've broadcast the, uh, from everyone. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm just waiting on the contract back, but it's gotcha. similar time frame. Okay. As, I also as, long, as, as, as long as the contract comes back is what we expect. It's very similar time frame. I also wouldn't mind being more involved. Yes. If, or involved at all. Yes. Yeah. Please. Please. Dispensers need to be everywhere. Yeah. For young kids to drink, right? As long yeah. as you can Wait, get it through no. center plate, I don't care. Well, or yeah. or we can, what what would even be better is we could rent Georgia Street right next to there you us, go. Except we're on the other side of the convention center this You're year. You're big enough. We can figure something Come out. We start with Tow Yard. Go from there. Good. We don't have the best relationship with center plate. That's fine. No one does. No one does. <laughs> Actually, uh, that's I'm, a, that's I don't a, even call That's a whole other podcast. The, um, <laughs> no, it can be, and it's this, not just, it's it not can just be this podcast. Not, that's what this podcast is all about, is uh, ranting and raving about no, business I, practices. No, so I, I could do that. Center plate just lost Indie Pride because, or I'm sorry, um, White River State Park just lost Indie Pride because of center plate. So they were going to move to... They were the going to move park. to the state park because, uh, is it Monument Circle, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, War Memorial Plaza or something like that. War Memorial Plaza, that. Monument Circle, those are all there. Yes. Anyway, they, um, they, they do their own beverage service there. You're allowed to do whatever you want there. If you move to White River State Park, you, ha- you are obligated to either buy center plate out of their contract or let them do the beverage service. And we heard that the person prior had to end up paying center plate for their services as well as having center plate do their services. And you have to negotiate with live nation. Don't get me fucking started on that shit. Um, but your patrons are now being charged seven to $11 for a beverage, which at Indie pride, they're between, I don't know. They were like $5 each, no matter what. It was $5 and $10 for a giant thing. When you're on city and state and county property, it they do everything they can to make it more expensive for somebody to operate. That's the opposite. Yes, oh. I know. So in the convention center, and it has all worked out. But Oh, you work with center plate at the convention center? Absolutely. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so uh, we don't use them at all. That's how we... You're able to not use them? No, we just don't do food. We don't do beverage. We just don't do it. So we don't use center plate at all. You they hear can, that center plate? They can You're open it. You're fucking it up. You can, you can, you, they open up their concession stands and make all the money they want, but it's not us saying a minimum. We're not paying a fee. We're not, nope, nope, not to center plate. Oh, Jesus. Uh, and that's, that's been an open dialogue I've had with the convention center staff uh, and leadership that uh, that is an untenable business practice. Second would be Smart City. They are I could rant forever. You, I work with these guys. Like Centerplate is one of our larger customers, and I would be prepared to lose all of their business today because of the way they do business. It's disgusting. It's, it's unrealistic. Yeah. It's it's monopolistic and it's unrealistic. Yeah. And cities jump on it because they get kickbacks. It's all about the kickbacks, my friend. Um, but the, uh, uh, the second and worse is um, uh, Smart City. They're Center plate gets kickbacks too, by the way. I mean, rebates. Sure. Yeah. Oh, no. No. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, no, it's, 
it's Pat that's why they don't want to use my company as a cup company yeah try and try and get the government to give them your give them let you see the contract because they won't <laughs> even under the freedom of information act uh, they black it all out the reason is it's a it's an easy dollar amount so they write in a dollar amount and you get it so there's a great um i'm going to go ahead and leave the names out i'm already i've already done blackballed from center plate at this point <laughs> But there's a certain prestigious college that hired a certain prestigious caterer to take the concessions out of their hands. We are so far off topic, but the um, so when when it's done in house is what we found is there's a lot of value added, you know, because in house you want your patrons to have a good time. You don't necessarily care about making the most money, right? You just want everybody to be happy, which is a great way to go about everything in your life in general and you should never let that go um when a corporate concessions company comes in they say i'm going to give you for conversation's sake a million dollars and the prestigious at or the prestigious college goes well that's two hundred thousand dollars more than we were doing it in-house absolutely but then the foot-long hot dog that was the best hot dog you can buy on the market goes to a pinky sized Oscar Mayer wiener in a fucking bun that's two miles long and the food goes to shit and the drink prices go way up and that this prestigious college lost lost everything they lost they lost a million dollars on this shit so uh the million dollars is an actual number from what I'm talking about the other ones were figurative but they lost their fucking ass by going to a contract concessionaire as opposed to doing it in-house I don't know. That's just a great side story of of value over dollar, really. I mean, you should and you should go after everything like you love it is what I'm after. I don't know. I'm kind of boozy. It's all right. <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah, it's it it makes it very difficult because uh startups like us or even even a, a seasoned company that does event management uh it the only way to recover costs is to pass it on to your attendees that's not fucking true it's not true i disagree with you recover costs is to pass it on to your attendees no if we were to use those services oh you're exactly right sorry I was, <laughs> if we if we would if we would use those services sorry, you, i just i got we can't caught me in a moment we we would <laughs> we would be underwater if we yeah if don't. we ate it yeah no don't. so um for center plate we just don't at all. We don't eat it. We don't drink it. Sorry, I got. I just so, but so with, passionate with, about uh, with Smart City. <laughs> with Smart City, they have a similar contract for, but for internet. So Smart City and the convention center, and probably everywhere else, um, if you want an internet connection, half the speed of what you can get at home for a three-day event. Guess how much that costs? I can only fucking imagine because I've done business in thirty thousand dollars. Holy shit. <laughs> For, uh, and granted, it's a fiber line. It would be more stable than what you may have at home, but it's not any faster. And I haven't had any problem in the last three days with my internet connection. Right. So, uh, and and I, I I max it out all the time. But uh, the um, but yeah, they can charge whatever they want because they're the sole provider in this. And, and yeah, you're and, a captive audience, and, isn't? I thought indie. I thought the Indiana Convention Center, or the Indianapolis Convention, was different than that. I don't think they're not union, are they? They are. 
and that's number three that we can get to. But or actually, if we're going to bash, four. let's go ahead and go for well, it. No, um, but that's the one that I now understand. So that one's actually been explained to me, and I'll get to that one. Um, but the uh, but finishing off Smart City, they um, they're going to be they're going to be most likely to be in trouble in the future because there have been FCC complaints against them because internet is now a utility. And they can't block other providers from coming into the building because I think that's actually against federal law now. So, as it should be. Yeah, as it should be. So uh, that may change a whole lot quicker than they want it to. But um, third, and the reason why we announced this year's date so late is um, because Ticketmaster has the same contract with all of downtown Indianapolis. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> yeah. So um, we... Uh, we we couldn't sign a contract with the convention center and be forced to use Ticketmaster. So um, uh, Barney Levengood, he's the um, director of the convention center and Lucas Oil Stadium. He uh, went out of his way to help us, and it was it was a long, laborious conversation. Um, that um, took us all the way into two, 2015 before we even announced our June date. I mean, it was, we were really down to the wire. And, uh, uh, but uh, he worked really hard, um, convinced um, Ticketmaster that for events like ours, uh, it doesn't make sense to be held accountable to the Ticketmaster um, contract with the convention center um, as long as we're paying the Marion County tax. Fucking A, yeah. So, um, but the stipulation is we can't use any other ticket. You know, I missed either. my first Tom Petty concert because he went on strike against Ticketmaster. <laughs> oh. Which Ticketmaster is a Live Nation company now. So it has been for several uh, years, which is why it all makes sense. It's terrible. But uh, nobody should have to pay $11 for 24 ounces of alcohol. Or, um, <laughs> or pay a $13 fee on a $12 ticket. Right. But okay. I promise so, you, it's so, going to collapse soon. I promise you. Well, there's if, so many if, other if providers I am that not, do the I'm exact a, same thing. I am, I am coming behind. I can't be the only one. So, um, but then the last, and you mentioned it, is the union labor. So, in a facility of the scale and scope of Lucas Oil or um, Banker's Life or um, uh, the convention center, in order to be able to guarantee setup times. For chairs, tables, staging, rigging. Well, don't you have to have a? You have to have a a plug-in guy, and you have to have a chair guy. No, I'm not saying that it's. (laughs) Yes, no, you have to have one to one for everything. And a carpet guy, and a. Yes, there would probably there probably has to be that for yeah. So, but the, um, uh, but if they would farm all that out to contract workers for the exact same thing, non-union contract workers, you wouldn't be guaranteed that everything is going to be done on time and in the way that it was requested. And then there, you don't have time when it's a, when it's a switch over of hours. So if you're going from a gin con to a pop con and you have to do it overnight, which a convention center does daily, um, in the exact same space, the only way to guarantee that's going to happen is when you have a contracted union labor force. And I actually understand that it's expensive and we do pay for it, but in order to get it exactly the way we need it and on time, um, and 
having a I'm direct, not going to disagree with you and have a direct avenue for I'm not, I'm not complaints. Disagree with you. I don't like it. I'm not a union guy. I don't, at all no, I, I'm not. I, I'm not going to disagree. See, with I'm never going to be able to run for public office. Saying you're that, not. We're never. I never will be either. The, or maybe I will. Donald Trump. Donald Trump this, has got the, an angle the, right the, now. The convention but, center is not a coal mine. We don't need a union. But the uh, <laughs> but the uh, but we. <laughs> I'm gonna. I might use that again. The it's just. Um, for for our purposes so far, it, it it that's the best explanation I was given for me to just nod my head and shut up about unions. So that was the 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 way the, the way that was explained to me, and I hope I relate it well. Just then, can we destroy it real quick? We could, yeah, because all you need is a labor voice f- force. <laughs> I just I just destroyed my own argument by saying voice. Um, yeah, good idea. <laughs> uh, all you need is the labor force. Correct. Like my team in my building has, they're diversified, all of them. I mean, they can do one job or another. I've never been, if I went in my building and, and uh, said, hey, I need you to X anything. If you told me that's not my job, I'd say, well, now you don't have one. And that's just the way I was yeah. and raised. It, it, would, it would probably I go into be- a convention center and they say, I literally... This is no exaggeration. Extension cord laying here, outlet here, and you want to talk about timeline? People walking in the building. I'm like, we have to plug this in, or this won't work. It won't work. What's the, how does uh, how do you open this thing? Because we don't have the key to it. Right. We have to get a union electrician to come do it. It's going to be two hours. They're walking in the door. We have to plug it in. It is a plug to an outlet. This is in Chicago. Oh, no, I yeah. Yeah, at McCormick Center. Absolutely. I, I'm like, okay, call the electrician, whatever needs to be done, and then I figured out how to open the thing and plug it in because we were going to lose business because it wasn't plugged in. So it was an oversight on their part, and now I'm being told that because of union politics, I can't plug in an outlet. Nope. Ins- it's insanity. When, when when you have to connect something physically to the facility, it needs a union. Individual. Insanity. Yep. Insanity. So and anyway, if, if they they at least have I won't I won't be allowed in for, any trade show halls for, after this. Is for a setup aired. like you've got here, minus, you have so much editing to do. <laughs> minus the table. The, I don't know that we do. <laughs> so minus the, minus the table. The least they have a DJ rule. So as an event organizer, and there's a stage, I can have one guy go set up the speakers, the lights, the mics, until it again until it has to plug into a wall. Then a union guy has to do it. <laughs> but who made that rule? Because then it, it connects to the facility. If you well, short the, okay. it out, it's their fault, not yours. They're not going to like me then, because as a podcaster. I didn't use the stuff that was on stage because I was comfortable with my equipment. Sure. So I unplugged all the cords and stuff and put them in my stuff, plugged it right into the wall and uh, Oh, at the at the food court? Yeah. Podcast stage. Oh, yeah, that's fine. That was oh, all okay. ours. That was all our uh, well that was amalgam network right. stuff. So you are fine to do all, all right. that. Just just making sure no, I that, didn't break any rules mm, and didn't cost you a fine and No, 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 no. no. <laughs> and and the beauty about it is if no one sees you do it, you're 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 kind of okay. Exactly. <laughs> Which is what Josh pretty much just That's said. Exactly what I just did. Yeah. And uh, That's the rule with most business. Yep. That's the rule with most business. <laughs> Thank you, Josh, for I, I should have done this a long time ago. I don't know why I don't because I did your arm coming in the shot getting a beer. <laughs> <laughs> you can't 
since I'm over here in the producer area that still needs work. I don't have a fancy wall yet. I don't hey, it's have a whole a, lot fancier like than my producer. I wanted to wall. tell you that the other day. We were watching that other that last one of the or the one with the knockdown barns inventor. And the fact that you're in a different area actually kind of adds to the credibility of the show. It really does. I, anyway. I just need more monitors, make it look more cool. Space. Yeah, we AG. could just put them back there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Every once in a while, we could do like a uh, what's that fucking oh uh, Fight Club, right? Like just a flash of the porn on your screen behind you. <laughs> no, this might have to be at this point. I don't. All right, so. Um, you know, we, we've obviously railed on Union. We've railed on uh, Center Plate. We've railed on um, uh, who was the guys for the Smart Internet. City. Smart City. They're, they're, they're my biggest. Which is nemesis. awesome because, you know, I, we've had you, I've had you on personally on another podcast that I produce, The Hammer Nigel Show. And you did what you did earlier today uh, for this podcast, which was, well, and that's another podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I tried to get out so of it. So this is the yeah. other podcast, and Very you good. railed on them. And I love that. Because people need to know, I mean, running a business, especially putting on a convention, which a lot of people don't do, they go to them, but they've never had to actually put this stuff on. They don't know how much red tape there is. Oh, it, there's the, red tape and, everywhere. And just so people understand, it's not me. It, it's not me trying to make more money out of it. It's me trying to keep people from having to pay more to enjoy our. See, service. and that's why I, I perked up a little bit. My my contention with you in that moment was. One, because I've been drinking a little bit, and two, because I thought you said that you were going to pass the cost of what you wanted to do on to the consumer, and I misheard you. Yeah. And it it was, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, because I deal with that every day on a level that you wouldn't believe. And I'm like, you don't have to pass the cost on. You just have to do a better job at your fucking job. Agreed. Agreed. You have to be more efficient in what you do. The uh, we we're doing our best to keep our prices the same. We're way less expensive than any other convention that does what we I do. I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah. Way less. Prices. Yeah, I don't know where that gets lost. You know what? I, so I'm and it, with my people, company, I'm at a, at people a, want the instant ahead. buck. And yeah. And the the other events, save for one of them, um, I'm not going to tell you which one. Sure. Um, because because then I don't want to piss off the other three. Well, we've but, already railed on all of the people <laughs> I no, work because, with. So why rail on the people no, you one, work with? One way or the other, we're friend we're we're friends with all these conventions. We're friends with all of them. Um, we're we're not. Everybody can coexist. There's a big enough community within a driving distance of Indianapolis. We can all coexist. But um, uh, for the most part, the owners of these other events want to make money. They're out to make money. Period. The uh, they'll let lots of things slide in order to make that almighty buck, and we're not going to. We're doing our best not to let anything slide. We don't need the instant gratification. We've all got our day jobs. I haven't made a dime. I've only actually lost money on Popcon, but the uh, to a significant degree. But amen. But That's... in ten years, that or five years, that could literally flip over and it could become my job and it could be my career and it could be my nest egg going into my retirement as long as we keep doing it right here in these first few years and build up a fan base of devoted people that aren't paying out the ass to come do what things they want to do we got a common theme here i mean all the way from knockdown barns to um (laughs) scott long who was the guest before you today when i'm just i'm still wearing his shirt because i forgot (laughs) my other shirt and uh it's Would that, you walk in here shirtless? Yeah, yeah, all I did. Right, right. <laughs> I, I go most places shirtless. The um, Washington no. State folks. <laughs> it's a West Coast thing, really. Um, is whether you know you're doing it or not, 
you're working for free for what you're passionate about. True. Like Scott Long was oblivious to it for what seventeen years. Yeah. I I I I firmly believe that um, that it's it's just the way. I mean. You have to either be committed to being oblivious to it or be completely oblivious to it. And then all of a sudden one day it flips right. and uh, it's, it's fantastic. Cause there, there isn't a minute that goes by. I could be doing the most mundane thing for PopCon, and I'm still having a blast. Yeah. And, no, I completely agree with yeah. you. And that's, so I, I mean, I, we, we always take time to try to compare what we're doing to uh, a day to day job. And, and people, what I find humorous is that people in a day-to-day job are envious of what I do. And they have no fucking clue what I do. And if they had to do it for a day, they would, they would not even remotely want to do it ever. Most of the time when I walk in to your offices, you're sitting there in a spreadsheet. Yeah. That's they what don't I do realize that. That's yeah. literally what I do all day. So, sitting there at a spreadsheet surrounded by people asking me questions. Yes. Yeah, there's then, a line out the door. He's like, "I'm here." I'm like, well, "I got to take care of these two guys. I got to, I got to make a life decision today." Today, I'm at the shop. I'm trying to solve my graphic designer who we're talking about squeaky dryer <laughs> while talking to a customer while answering another question about business. Like this is all going on at once. Like this is this is this is what you become to 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 do something you're passionate about and you're always worried about people questioning whether you're focused or not (laughs) (laughs) it's it's insane but we're passionate about it and it becomes more it transcends job wouldn't you say what is your day job you said you have a day job i am a contract employee uh and i do business analysis so i'm sitting at a computer what the fuck is business analysis i'm I'm sitting at a computer on a spreadsheet with people walking up to me asking me questions all day (laughs) Seriously, we have the exact same job doing it a very different thing. <laughs> what is business analysis? Uh, I take, I crunch a bunch of numbers and spit out answers of why the numbers are the way they are. You need to hire this guy, is what I'm hearing. Yeah. So you don't clearly, have to I already money. contract you. Who do you work for? I my company is Carlson Vogenly Travel. It's the biggest travel agency in the world. Um, but uh, I'm contracted to Eli Lilly, so I'm 100% Eli Lilly paid. If that makes sense, it's paid through my. It does company. make sense, but I'm not. Eli so. Lilly. Eli Lilly is very good at um, using a huge contract labor force so that they can cut their costs uh, immediately if to, they need to. To well, they can do that immediately. Yes, but um, it they don't have to pay them the health insurance and the all the other side things that you do for an employee. That's a it, whole it's another a, podcast. It's, well, it's, it's, no, it's a, it's a great business model. It works very well for them. So it's a I, business model that people uh, in this election are trying to get rid of. Yeah, yeah, very much so. <laughs> contract labor, contract labor, and skipping paying healthcare and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it got a little bit more complicated in the last two years because of the the it's gonna act, get so fucked health, up. healthcare act. It's going to get so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're um, going to have to get a government official in here to just discuss. We are going to have that's... to get a government official in here so we can... Yeah, I, I mean, they, they pay... Uh, my company pays for my health insurance. That's not... Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. It yeah just, no, no, no. Yeah. I know they do. It yeah. just... it, it get, The money gets passed around really funny, and that's what the government's trying right. to step in on, yeah. Well, Do, it doesn't affect me on a day-to-day level, but it affects taxes, I bet. Yeah. You bet? You don't pay them? 
<laughs> no, it, and a, a corporate tax. I guarantee it affects the corporate tax. What is Popcon? It? It's a um, as an entity. LLC. An LLC. LLC. Yeah, great, fast, loose. It's like the wild, wild west of companies. Sure. Now it's it's to protect it. An LLC exists to protect its members. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's actually great. I mean, you can and, you can make your own rules. And, it's fantastic. And, and, and we've the uh, only downside is the self-employment tax rate. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which I get. The um, except none of us are employees, so that doesn't that doesn't happen yet. We're mem- we're members. We're members. You're an right? active member. Yes, but yes. But so, but if it makes money ever, if 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 I become a salaried employee, then yes. You're right. Wait, what? <laughs> yes. Now we're going way off. <laughs> no, we're not way off. No, I, mean, I get it. I'll deal with it next year when we actually make some money. Yeah, you'll you will in fact deal with it next year. <laughs> I just wrote we're an LLC as well. Yeah, and I just wrote a seventy-five thousand dollar tax. Oh, yeah. tax oh no, check. we pay a lot of tax. It's just not <laughs> employment tax, and it because we have no we have no we have no paid employees zero. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. That won't always be the case, but no. currently we have no employees because there's no income and there's nothing to disperse. No, it was the back. No, the back members tax is the what is what got us. Yes, and that yes, but again, they're taxed at a there. So yes, to all that, the LLC owners out there, that's different. I was yeah. yes, you're correct. No, I have, we have lots, lots of, of employees, and we pay our we pay our employment tax like this. I mean, like clockwork, but the member tax is a little trickier because it depends on what the company makes and yep. how much interest or uh, how much uh, basis you have in the LLC yep. and all these things. So it's a little harder to keep track of. It is. But no, got a little squirrely. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's why accountants exist in this world. I like your and, style. And that's why I went to business school, but not for accounting because I knew I did not want to so do that. So how, how you went to business school, I preach don't go to school usually. Uh, how did business school benefit your business venture? It didn't. And Thank I, you I, and I would helping agree, my endorsement. I would, actually, I would actually agree with you. <laughs> um, the current state, and I'm sorry, Indiana University, you have a great business school. But um, IU has a great business school. The, um, I've spoken at business school the, at IU. The current curriculum of a university period, and I don't think it matters what degree it is, does not prepare you for doing what you'll have to do when you graduate. Not even, which is anything not like like <laughs> not even a little you would you would spend less money um working for free for somebody for six months and learn four years worth of stuff in that six months working for free um and getting that student loan whatever bank loan because it wouldn't be a student loan but get a loan to live for that six months and go intern with somebody go work for somebody so you're ready for the world to fall apart and almost to happen the zombie apocalypse uh, well i'm fucking stoked i'm it, excited about it it uh i actually had toyed one of my one of my first entrepreneurial ideas was to start a zombie apocalypse no to start oh, damn a, it. a real business school a school mine too a school that is school that operates as a business and its students are its employees and they have to make money in order to fucking get a good grade be however, a contribution. however that would work yes exactly i know i'm with you however that would work and once you get to a certain level we would get you a 
real job at another company and we bring in new students and that's it. No, and, no, you crazy motherfucker. You keep them <laughs> as employees for your business because you've trained them exactly how you want them. Yeah, but the, you government, the, highest the, government, the government's Are you stupid kidding me? This is the best idea ever. for everything. No, I'm, I'm, all right. I'm all in. What, what, so this what, is my what, what are we calling it? Uh, well, I call it, I was going to call it the Grin On School of Business. The who? Grin On. Grin On. Grin On Industries is the name of my company. Oh. So Grin On. It's named after my ridiculous smile. I'm smiling at inappropriate times. Just always have one on my face. So let's call it something that people will remember. <laughs> nice thing. Okay, so. Coming from the guy who created Popcon and Gen yeah. Win whatever. Midwin Gen. Yeah. Midwin Gen. <laughs> that will never be. <laughs> well, what, Maybe I someday, you know, that listen, would that'd I don't be a good thorn in Gin Con side if I still call it Midwind Gin. <laughs> I, I don't and care do what, it in February. <laughs> well, I could probably sh- do that Shall we now. have a race to see who can have the first business that is accredited? Well, let me get PopCon going for a couple more years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no, uh, but no I, uh, back to the original point, I agree with you uh, wholeheartedly that uh, in the state of the current system, it does not benefit anybody to go to college. The degree doesn't matter anymore. Um, corporations that require it are stupid because they're missing a lot of good talent. <laughs> Quote. They, they really are. No, I completely and, agree. And I, and I, I completely I, agree. I have the degree, um, but it wouldn't have benefited me straight out of college. Yeah, no. Uh, I learned, I'm an, I'm an Eagle Scout, and I learned more <laughs> in scouting um, tenfold than I did in grade school, high school, and college combined. The, the only good thing that happened in IU Business School, um, curriculum-wise, is that it forced you to work in groups. And there were a lot of people that had never had that opportunity before. Now, I had in Scouts because I was standing in front of 500 people giving a lecture when I was 15. I mean, you, you, you get opportunities in Scouts that you just don't get anywhere else on the planet. Um, and you get a great kerchief. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, but the but you uh, but uh, business school won't prepare you for shit. It just won't. You 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 will not leave college knowing how to get a mortgage, you or a business loan. They don't teach it. That's any practical skill you don't learn in high school or college. They just don't teach it, especially high school now with all the standardized testing, which we also need to get rid of completely. Absolutely, yeah. It should be specialized testing, not standardized testing, or just. Teach them something that they actually want to hear in a way that they want to hear. It. Engage them. Yeah, engage them. And yeah, that'll all... be and that'll be different from school to school, community to community. It can't be the same way. No, you you cannot teach uh, a farm kid from Greenfield, Indiana, the same way you're going to teach somebody um, from Ben Davis High School. Not even no. remotely it fucking ju- close. It's man. it's completely different culture. So actually, that can that that I mean, fuck, we're on a tear anyway. So um. I'm in Europe. I'm in Norway. We're at a music festival. And this girl is giving me shit about being American. Fuck Americans. Fuck Americans. Fuck Americans. Fuck Americans. I'm like, listen, bitch. (laughs) I have been in Europe several times now. And the distance from here to Germany is like me going to fucking Texas. Or not even that far. And the cultural differences between here and Texas are exactly the same as here in Germany. Like, you have no fucking clue. Just because you speak Spanish with a lisp, because you decided to learn that Spanish, I, I don't know. And um, it's, it's just, it, 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 it's insane. 
it's absolutely insane the cultural differences. I don't know. Yeah, you could just go from get the very ranty about nor- it. northern Germany to southern Germany is uh, like going from northern California to southern California. Yeah, so who in their right mind would think that a one one standardized they, curriculum would mean oh, shit? Right. I, I completely agree. You're welcome. I brought it back. Yes. <laughs> I completely agree. Uh I saw business Brad's school. On his phone. I, I you, saw, know, you know we're getting boring. With no, 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 I, I no, saw no. business school on your Brad's list. Over there texting. I'm making notes. He's like, this guys are complete assholes. No, I love the discussion because it's it's a it's true. It's it's bonkers true. It's amazing what I mean, if people who don't really experience other cultures don't quite understand what's actually involved in that culture. And people I mean, from this to the business school to the it's just a I mean, we're solving problems here. As yeah. weird as it sounds, just just put Josh in as president, and we're good, right? Grand yeah. on think, grand on think tank. <laughs> the the grand, grand on think, on think tank. tank. No, I I have a friend that uh, a very very good friend who is in charge of a kitty litter startup right now, which is fantastic. He's one of my smartest friends. I will go on record and say that. And if he ever listens to this, does you're it, welcome. Does it self fill when he puts the kitty self-fill litter box? Self fill kitty on? litter. No, it doesn't. It's zeolite. It's this mineral. That's that what mining. IPAs taste like. <laughs> Wow. I'm just kidding. God, you're such a dick. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to be dicky to each other, let's bring hey, that, it. No. We can be friends and dicky hey, to wait, each other. That's wait, fine. Did you invent the IPA? I didn't invent the IPA. Well, then, then shut up. But I lo- <laughs> Nice. I'll take it. No, that's good. That's good. I know where I stand with this man. That's good. He, back on track, my friend. <laughs> the first time the show. <laughs> He said, I'm going to get an international business degree. And I said, great. And, and I'm, I'm five years into Grin on now. And we're just dabbling in the international side. Good. And I said, what country? He said, dude, no. It's an international business degree. <laughs> I said, what country are you going to want to work with? Yeah. Uh, uh, again, no, it's an international business degree. He doesn't get it. I'm like, you have no clue. Motherfucker. Yeah. It is yeah. different from the it's the conversation we just had. It's different from northern Scandinavia to southern Scandinavia. It's a completely different culture. So if you want a degree in something, please, for the motherfucking love of God, pick Mexico because that's a pretty generalized giant area I'm, that I'm you can get along in. Pick Canada. I was going to say Mexico because we do a lot more business with Mexico than we do Canada, surprisingly. Yeah, just and he's smart. From your description, I think he's capable of Canada. He, we used to call him Mexican. He was, turns out he's Italian, but this <laughs> complete side story, he came back from vacation in the Philippines because his sister married a Filipino. He's standing in his locker, and I'm like, who the fuck is this motherfucker standing in his locker? Uh, thought it was some Mexican guy. It turns out it was him because he had a really dark tan. We'll bring it back around. That was not a relevant story at all. Nope. <laughs> pop, not popcorn affiliated. So you don't like uh, you don't like IPAs. Oh no, IPAs are fine. I would just prefer a different flavor. What? Uh, nice, nice double chocolate Bach would be good. Nice. Okay. I can't disagree with that. I like. I like. Either it has to be super fluffy like a Hefeweizen, uh, or it has to, you have to chew it, and it has to have 12%. Super fluffy, so do you like nitrated beers? Don't know. Can't say that I've had one that I knew that was nitrated. 
Don't know. A nitrate, a nitrogenated stout yeah, of any sort. Yeah. See, I haven't been to your trade shows. You're you're talking way over my head here. I'm just. A Are consumer. you fucking kidding me? You you I, came in. I did balls not. deep I beer did not. snob. I did, did he not? not? I did not. Brad, he did. Did he, he not? Did. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah. All you I came said in is I don't balls think, deep beer snob. How many mass produced? United States beers are nitrogenated. You're such a dick. If we're gonna, <laughs> if we're gonna be, if if you want to be a beer snob, hang out with me for a week. We will, we'll and you that. can you I, can you be can, a beer. You snob. can teach me all you want. Listen, I'll give you all the science. I, I, I do enjoy beer. And this, this is actually a quite good beer. I'll give you gonna, the science I, behind I, it. Yeah, you would I'll enjoy nitrogenated. You yep. would. It's it's I got promise. a softer mouthfeel. It's got a lot of great characteristics. I'm I'm, I'm breathing about seventy percent of nitrogen right now. What's it What's it going to do for me? <laughs> a softer mouthfeel. I just said it. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. We'll see if that even comes up on the. Mic. It, it did. I heard it. It, it came <laughs> up. Trust me. It's yeah. all here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> so this this entire show is. Uh, theoretically about making money in the long run yes right we're all gonna retire well, i don't know if that's you know you oh you want to make show money in with this podcast <laughs> i no 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 oh. uh it's about people that would like to make money yes that's why i so when i uh i want to live i want to live comfortably doing something that i love exactly and I so think that's what any entrepreneur would try strive live to strive comfortably no fuck you that's not what it's about it's not about living comfortably when i started in this business um, of being a failure, uh, I, I, I thought I would be a millionaire. Sure. Right? I had that idea, thought I'd be a millionaire. You already are. Technically. Um, and, and I, th- that was it. That was, that was all, uh, that was all I was about. And it was about three months in, somebody kicked me in the dick and I'm like, oh, God damn it. And then just repeatedly kicked me in the dick. And now I'm like, eh, it's just about the fun about what I'm doing. But you seem to be coming from a different angle. You've already been kicked in the dick. It's all it's already it's already about the fun of what you're doing. It has to be. So, but there's always this in the back of your mind. Like I know what my yes. I know what my idea could make me a million dollars or a Yeah. Of of real hard money. Yeah, of real of hard liquid, money. Of liquid money, yes. Yeah. So what would you do with it if you had it? Because I know what I would do. And I think you would appreciate what I would do. So but what would you do? Knowing my peers of these other conventions, I would probably just reinvest it in the same way in a different different genre, a different specialization. I would just... For yourself, you fucking unselfish motherfucker. Come on. What would you do for you? Well, I've, I've already started the Death Star. You okay? No. Can I get in on that? Is there is, is there a Kickstarter for that? <laughs> they did you? They, they somebody actually they put calculated in for, the, for the government to well they calculated, calculated in air quotes for those people on the webcam. But yeah, they, uh, but yeah, it was funny. But they, they somebody submitted. There are enough people submitted to um, Obama's website that they actually had to respond because he said that if something gets so many. Um, petition numbers that the government will respond to the request so they, they did an requested. excellent job at that yeah they did it was funny um what i was talking about was there was there was an actual calculation i forget what it was of what it would take to build a death star and it i mean i don't even think we've got the resources on earth to actually build a death star right not this yeah not to the same size at least no. yeah and to get and get it into space. Sorry. So all I heard was we got to scale it down a little bit. 
More. We can still blow up a planet. It's just got to be a smaller looking ship. That's all. <laughs> so what what would I do with a million dollars? Um, Not a million. Whatever you're gonna make. When you cash out, it could be a billion. It could be two hundred thousand. Last guy wanted to build a raft. I mean, well, the not Noah on my yeah no 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 on 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 my bucket list that I think is still attainable uh, and realistic would be to buy a, a um, ocean faring sailboat and actually start going from port to port around the world. That's what my COO wants to do. Very respectable. Because yeah, I hate paying for travel. So why didn't <laughs> travel in style that? Makes you a dick. <laughs> I hate paying for travel. I'm going to sail. I work for a travel agency. I hate paying for travel. <laughs> I'm going to sail with my craft beers. I'm going to sail with my. He's just twirling that. You really should grow the you mustache. You should grow a hipster out. mustache. Yeah, rum, rum is mm. a lot more concentrated in alcohol, though, than we beer. can get That's rum true. next time. I could, I could actually. That your 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 scruff there would take me about four days. Here's, this isn't scruff. Yeah, it is. It it is to me. Here's what I've learned from Josh. <laughs> this table can dispense any alcohol, any alcohol, any beer. Yeah, you name any it. We got to get liquid. a guest request thing going. So I we should have. Uh, I just had not red, IPA, red breast scotch. You ever Ooh. had that? No, but I mean, does it have alcohol? In it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> a scotch. It's, it's basically an unneutered Jameson. <laughs> I'm in. Is it nitro- in. is it nitrogenated? It can be. <laughs> He's such a fucking prick. I love it's it. Got, it's got to be soft on the say, tongue. You're such a fucking prick. It's great. That's fantastic. You want to, What do you want to close the show on? Uh, yes, we're going to have YouTube. I don't know. You had it. That was the oh, last oh, thing. Oh, okay. You've been reading my notepad the whole Well, yeah. Time. That's why I started off with the whole business degree thing, because you didn't get there, so I went there for you. Well, this this was something I kind of what observed. God. God, he's such an asshole. This is something... You want to host this show, motherfucker? Well, see. Yeah, I need Remember, to. I, if he does. We're, we're, we're really... We're, we're, I, it, we're probably within a month of getting our podcast going. And oh, you, you, uh, and if, if I remember correctly, the last person that sat at the guest chair hosted the show, so it was fine. Yeah, he you did said totally like host two the things. Show. Yeah, <laughs> um, but kind of what I guess an observation that I had from this year. An observation I have is uh, is yeah. How, how did you like PopCon this year? It was great. I was there. I popped. I conned. <laughs> okay, Brad, <laughs> lay it on me. An observation I had this year, uh, because the last time I talked to you, it was pre-PopCon, yes. so it was right before it, everything it was, was like happening. two weeks or one week. Um, but when I last saw you, uh, you were a little frantic. You weren't. You were. You were actually doing pretty well. You said you told uh, Nigel and I that things were going great. However, you were about to test whether or not things were really going to go well this weekend or not, because you invited the YouTube people. For the first time, yeah, I mean, you you really embrace the YouTube culture, correct? And you said the last time that I think it was these two or these three people had ever come, they'd sold out the event of wherever they were at. Now, I remember seeing Chick McGee up on stage, which is a Bob and Tom icon, <laughs> uh, and I was like, "Wow, he's really grown his audience from last year because he had a big audience yeah, last he had, year." He had about. I had that on my notepad too, he had, he had, but he, somehow I didn't bring Chick, that up. Chick had Chick had twenty five hundred people listening to his podcast, and none of them cared about Chick McGee. But this, no I was going to say this year, I was sitting here going, I was looking at Nigel, I was going, "Wow, Chick really brought the crowd this year." And so we get to, and you just happened to walk by around that same time. Yeah, I saw you guys walk. And in. we talked about how the thing was going. You said we're about to test it, and I said why, and you said well because the YouTube guy is about to get on stage 
and we're about to test the fire codes because only the amount of people that are pretty much in this area right now are the only people that are going to be able to get here, which means we're going to have to turn people away. So technically speaking, Chick had nobody, but... That's uh, that's not true. You that could is have not put true. us on stage, the Hammer and Nigel show on stage, and we would have brought that same crowd because they weren't there for us. They were there for the guy that was about to show up. Yeah. How did YouTube do for you this year? YouTube uh, was a goldmine, and it's going to continue to be a goldmine. And uh, it's it, because it, again, it's you you see these you if you subscribe to any YouTube channels, you you watch them day in and day out. Uh, week in, week out, you you get notifications to your phone when they put something up new. It's free. Um, what and, shit am I missing? I'm well, missing something. You, here's uh, the, yeah, here's the funny thing. Honestly, and so was I. But the um, they are as popular, if not more popular, than just about anybody on TV and most current movie stars. Oh, I watched a. I watched a. Well, it was three. It we was were right before video, Carl it was came in here. Three days fucking old today. Right. Right before you got in here, I, I told him that Markiplier was a big guy, was one of the, the guys that you had, and that he had a huge following, so Josh said, Googled it. Who the fuck is Markiplier? Right. Yeah. He Googled it, he pulled it up, he started- 3.7 li- million views, I think exactly. three days old. Mm-hmm. Guy's making fart noises and yeah. watching a thing about RGB caps. The coolest thing is, Mark Mark and Sean, who's Jacksepticeye- um, um, Bob, who's Moiskirm, and um, Wade, who's Lord Minion seven seven seven, and everybody goes by online names now, and that's going to continue. You should get you, what, what's what's I, your Twitter I'm handle? I'm getting in on this. I'm at Grinon. There, that's good. So the people will just know you as Grinon. Yeah. But the especially when you when you trend CNN trend, <laughs> but the um, but uh, the they're all such great real people. It's everything you don't know about um, uh, the Kardashians and right. all these people that you see what they want you to see, but you're seeing the real people on YouTube. They're just being themselves. I don't know. Markiplier had a great radio voice. I don't think that's oh, him. You're, you're, no, there's no doubt. It's his voice in real life. I was shocked because that's true. Because when he talks like that the whole time, yeah, no, that is his. That he's is got a better action. radio voice than you. He has oh, better, I suck at a radio voice. He, he has you a better have a radio. Great radio voice. Don't discount yourself. Which he, by, okay. he has a better radio voice than most anybody. <laughs> but the but uh, no, it's but it's so it's so genuine and people people are inspired by that and it's again it's free. All you need is your phone and you can watch these right. people. Now, here, and here's the weird thing about this 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 uh, you know the YouTube thing. I love the YouTube thing, but. It was, you know, I'm probably an old guy of the group now. Being 37 years old is like ancient <laughs> to people. You are ancient. Um, but it was just one of those things where I started noticing the YouTube people. That was fine. But when I was walking around PopCon, we go by the guest where they're sitting there doing their autographs. You have uh, uh, Delancey. Who oh, is yeah. A Star John Trek. Delancey. Huge guy. You've got James Edward almost. You've got uh, What's-His-Face from Flash Gordon slash Ted and Ted 2. Yeah. Um. Sam and Jones. Yeah, and they're sitting there with like two to three people sitting at their booth, and we walked by somebody. I, I didn't even know which YouTube guy it was. All I knew it was a YouTube guy because we walked by this area where there was about 300 people just gathered around as he was probably doing something on YouTube, and <laughs> they were chanting and doing all these things, and I couldn't even see who it was. We go by these other booths, and there's three people there. Yeah. 
it was like how sad these are the people that i remember growing up with on tv they're the people it, i'd be it, like i'd like to talk to him zach uh, galligan from oh, uh, yeah. gremlins nobody there yeah and everybody is over at the youtube guy it's like what is going on and and we have in the this other than youtube this year the second most popular thing are voice actors People you never even physically see. You just hear their voice and everything that they do. Oh, my God. Archer. So, yeah. Yeah. So, something like that. Yeah. John H. Benjamin. Yeah. Yeah. H- oh, my H- God. H. John Benjamin. But the... Um, oh, yeah. Whatever. But um, the... In-house dork fucks had, it up. But we, had, but we had Troy Baker this mm-hmm. year who um, does Batman and um, Arkham Knight that came out the Monday of our convention and um, uh, it, it does all these video game stuff and... What's cartoon. Arkham Knight? Uh... Uh, it's it's another Batman thing. It's Batman. So he he's one of the only two people that has done both the Batman and the Joker voice, and he replaced Mark Hamill, who is. I like Batman. Do you know who Mark Hamill is? Yeah, I do. I don't. I do. Luke I Skywalker. Do. It's Luke Skywalker. There another we go. another big thing for this December. But the um, <laughs> hold on, hold on. I want to finish my thought. Sure. Uh, uh, <laughs> the Batman has defeated Superman in every encounter. Of needing to defeat Superman. Man, that is so unrealistic, but I believe you. It's so, not a fucking unrealistic. I read all the shit. No, I, 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 it, I, it just, I read it, up on it. It, 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 it I, I make fun of myself in that I have essentially helped create what is a Comic-Con, and I've never read a comic book in my life. I've never read a comic book in my life, but I've seen all the movies. I know all the, the, the urban folklore, <laughs> and I completely believe that Batman, based on what I've read... Could could be Superman because I'm in, 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 in and this this fits the podcast. I'm gonna go with it because it fits the podcast because you could be in Ju- it, <laughs> Juber <laughs> Juber. This is a Juber moment. <laughs> you can be ingenious enough to to defeat any superpower. It's kind of nice, right? Yeah, I can give you. Can that. we relate there? Well, as, long, we there? as long as the person has a weakness, and Superman has a royal weakness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, fucking kryptonite! I mean, it's like just go ahead and broadcast. I've that got shit some out. in my back pocket right gonna now. Go ahead and find some. So we got to beat this guy. Just got to find kryptonite. Gonna be good. What about super kryptonite? Oh yeah, that'll be good too. We'll get it. The red kryptonite. Oh. Okay. Yeah. It's like, is there such a thing? Yeah. The red kryptonite. I oh, call it super kryptonite. I, I, again, it, I have to laugh at myself. Accentuated for my lack of comic knowledge. Superpowers. Anyway, fucking carry on. I'm out. I'm out on the fucking uh, dork conversation. No, I was just going to say. I'm doing a terrible job. What, what, what pissed me off from the year prior was uh, that the Hammer and Nigel show did not get uh, John DiMaggio on, which I don't really know him except for he's the voice of Bender. And that's all that matters. Because that would be a great voice to have as a uh, intro to something what is that a- like meeting somebody that you've never never seen their face well because i only know it from one in hundred of lines <laughs> you know what i mean yeah chase a tail <laughs> that's the easiest way but the uh nice call back it, it well it, it took me a second to remember what you even said but the um that was so three this hours is why ago we drink on the <laughs> that was a the- solid callback i'll give you that the uh <laughs> but no it's um they're they're hum. They're a lot more humble than somebody that people would know by seeing them, because you don't know them until you hear them. And uh, um, Dimaggio was super cool. Like he was literally fun to hang out with. Right. And uh, but so we've lucked out with everybody that we've so far 
said yes to coming to PopCon because getting getting these celebrities to just say yes to something yeah, that they've never them? heard of. Um, you know, a guy. I've been writing letters to celebrities knows... for years, and they will never come to my house. Yeah, so you. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably a reason for that, but the, uh, 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 but you you literally you know a guy that knows a guy that knows the sister of the agent to that person, so and I tried that and, route. That's, <laughs> and that's that's how we got started. But now now we've we've contacted just about every agent that is in our realm, I guess you would say, that deals with the comic cons and the awesome cons and the. I'll be back. Don't worry. Yeah, and the. Um, <laughs> Uh, and, and the pop cons and the popular culture conventions or the anime conventions or the science fiction conventions. They, it's really, once once you get your foot in the door, it's a really, it's a pretty tight community from the... Uh, it's it's from, a small community. From the, from the ask of, can you get me this person on this date? Uh, and it really comes down to um, whether they're available and how much you're willing to pay to get them. What do you have to pay to get somebody like that? So uh, of, of a higher caliber. Uh, well, well, how it how it even works? Most people don't understand how it Jean-Luc works. Jean Luc Picard all the way down to Bender. Not that I should say down to Bender, but y- y- yeah, no, they could be very similar. Yeah, so, I mean, depending on um, yeah, because they can have with the right community, with the right marketing, or in the right community, they could have very similar draws. Yeah, I that w- I mean, I, that was stated only from my sure. personal. So um, there's there's two ways you can get somebody. Um, the way that it doesn't work is paying them an appearance fee. So if you wanted them That's to just show up, at, yeah. if you wanted them to show up at say a corporate event, you would just pay them an appearance fee, and they show up and shake hands and do their thing, and you pay them a flat amount of money that um, they're there. Um, but how it really works is you pay, you guarantee that they're going to make X amount of dollars for that weekend. So um, say a guest. Uh, is wants to make ten thousand dollars for the weekend, and throughout the week they'll come. You you get you, you sign a contract that they're going to make ten thousand dollars that weekend. They come, they do signatures and photo ops, and maybe a celebrity dinner with a select group of people, and all their photo money and all their fo- uh, um, their signature money and that whatever was the profit from the dinner. Um, goes toward that ten thousand dollars. So say that person only makes eight thousand dollars of those three things. So do you guys collect that for them? Yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. Because okay. you have to you have yeah. to keep track of what they're what they're bringing in, and they do too. They they usually bring somebody that is in charge of making sure that we're in charge of making sure. Yeah, if that makes sense. So say they no, say, yeah. say they make eight thousand dollars, then the event planner us would cut a check for two thousand dollars at the end of the day, and they would give us. $2,000 worth of signed pictures to the company so that we get equal product for that $10,000. So they got 8,000 from the attendees who got their product. Then we paid them $2,000, essentially buying $2,000 worth of their autographs. How the fuck did you get hooked up with these people in the first place? The agents? Yeah. Just, or the, just the celebrities in general? Um, it was cold calling. Uh, the, um, uh, so the, Another thing you can take from this, if you're still listening... Another yeah. thing you take from this: cold calling is very key, right? It, well, but it it, it is. Yeah. I mean, you it, it doesn't take long for you to get to somebody that's willing to help or get you to somebody. You're it, never going to talk directly to the celebrity because they have they pay these agents 
to coordinate their schedule. But it's shocking how, um, I mean, if you got shit product, you're going to get shut down a lot. And that's, that's what defeats us. I put us in this category that I feel like you have value. I feel, I know I have value. I feel like you have value. Um, and we get shut down all the time, right? So, uh, knowing how value and getting to that second person is a big step and keeping at it is a big step. And cold calling is a large part of everything that I've ever done, even though I don't do a lot of cold calling. It's true. If that means anything. So it's true. If you got the balls so, to cold call, you got the balls to do most things. In, in, uh, I'm using cold calling as a, as a, a broad term. So even here locally, if we're looking for sponsors, it's no, literally knowing a guy that knows a guy that's the sister of the person you really want to talk to. Also, ne- no, that's networking. That's but, a different but, thing. But, but, but you still, you, you're, you're, you're probably cold calling the first person to get a hold of the second person who knows the third person. Yeah. And, 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 but it's all, you just can't be afraid to reach, to stick your neck out to get to that, to get to where you want to go. You, don't be afraid, common thing. Yeah. yeah don't, yeah, you, you, you just can't, you can't let your own inhibition stop you from reaching your goal. You have to be absolutely insane. You, yeah, because, because even if you sound like a complete idiot on the phone, they're going to remember you because you sounded like a complete I've, idiot on the phone. Yeah, yes, exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. There's so many times I've stutter stepped on the phone cause I would, and, and you may not believe it now, but I am the most, I, I was the most self-conscious person on the phone. When I worked at the sign company, my boss was like, you got to call the customer. It, I would go to the point where I would go to another room, close the doors right. And call the other customer, and I would leave a voicemail, and then be petrified of the voicemail I'd left for a, a day and a oh, half. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to sleep that night. I wouldn't be able to sleep that night over a voicemail I left. And now I'll call you. I'll say the dumbest shit in the whole wide world, and I don't care because I know because at least you reached out. I reached out. I know that that person would go through the same experience as me if they had tried to co-call me. Right. And I know that in my heart. I don't know it in my brain. I know it in my heart. Right. So um, we're back to some advice on the show because that's what the show's supposed to be about is advice to business people starting businesses. Heck yeah. Yeah, or stupid people starting businesses. But um, just, it just... You have to be <laughs> stupid at some level to think that you can pull off something. Most people who have brains and thoughts, they don't, they don't try to pull it off. Yeah, no, logic is no good when you're trying to do something the, great. The smarter you are the more excuses you'll give yourself. Exactly. Yeah. So you can't let that stop you. Your idea is good. It may not work, but your idea is good, if, this, if that makes any sense. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense, and that's what's fantastic about it. <laughs> no, be, it makes be, great because, sense. Just... Because even if idea number one doesn't work, you'll come up with three reasons why it didn't work and why this second idea is even better. <laughs> so from a position of, ex- of ex- unfortunate experience... Um, one of our guests, I said, if you don't succeed at this, you will succeed at something. And when I said, if you don't succeed at this, I watched his heart just shrink back. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, no, I didn't mean it like that. Yeah, we're a, yeah I mean, it, I'm not afraid of that. Popcorn's a runaway train now. We just have to reel it in. We have to stay focused enough. Tiger by the tail. Is yeah, the... We, we have to stay focused enough that we can keep our existing fan base um, interested. You guys have a great fucking thing. I mean, I haven't been to PopCon, which you made fun of me over well, very no, recently. But, but it's there's so much more to it, though. So even if you haven't been to PopCon, we have community events that you'll be invited to, and 
Um, we're we're hopefully really gonna do the the podcast, the YouTube, the Twitch stream. Hopefully, yeah. It, but it's time. I if mean, you need our, somebody our to head that up. I don't know who could, but yeah, you know. our our own no, limitation. Our own limitation is time at this point. So uh, it just we have to sit down and take two hours and do it. And um, we need we could use a facility, which which is funny that you started your own, which is why I asked about this um, because I think we want to start our own as well. Right. And, uh, in a, I, I, you guys are welcome I, to I, use this facility I at Googled, any time, right? Greatly, exactly. Greatly yeah. appreciate that. The, um, uh, I Googled it and you, it uh, came up the first Indianapolis studio for exactly this. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's so what we wanted to be first at, but, uh, but no, this is, this is fantastic. And this is exactly what PopCon's all about. And, um, and, and unless we do, um, a YouTube and a podcast and a Twitch stream and even, a silly web series now that we're going to start getting into acting we're not practicing what we preach we have to start doing these things so even if we're really bad at it uh we're at least doing it because we're practicing what we preach there's so much behind being really bad at what you're good at it's it's really it's, well, see, it's a i'm not again i'm not worried about it because i don't think we're bad at it it's just we're gonna be kooky I'm kooky. We're kooky. We're we're odd fellows. We're we're a, we're a mixture of a whole lot of personalities. Nobody's bad at anything. E- exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, I get the. So I get it's, the sentiment. again, it all comes down to fear, and I just don't fear it anymore. Uh, now, th- this is um, good. Me doing a podcast, I probably would have been so brash initially as to I won't do anything that has a, any word affiliated with Apple because I hate Apple. Hey man, channel locks. <laughs> Which is why it's called a popcast now. But the, uh, but no, I mean, I just you simply can't be afraid of just jumping in headfirst, because even even if you hit a rock, it's a figurative rock, and you just get up and go again. Sometimes it's not that figurative, but yeah, I get it. <laughs> it might hit you financially, but you're you physically aren't hurt because you tried. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fantastic. So. If we're going to close this thing up, should we close it up? <laughs> Probably at some point. We're at two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Longest guess on record. Uh, <laughs> it's supposed to be a podcast about people founding companies. I think you've summed up a lot. I mean, you're, what you just said would be my closing statement, but would you like a closing statement? For the genre of this wonderful podcast, and I love where you guys are going with it. Um, it again, it just it really comes down. Just uh, follow your dream. There is a life not working for somebody. You can actually do it. I'm not even there yet because this is still very new. Man, a man working on a second job. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you don't don't do it to your own detriment. But even if it's at night and it may take long hours. Just do something. Do something that you enjoy, and um, you'll you'll fall into you'll fall into your own niche. And if it. and if that niche doesn't work, stand up and do something else. Carl, cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Been uh, not going to lie, surprisingly one of the most entertaining guests we've had. <laughs> uh, thank you. I'm not you're a competing dork, with weed stories and everything else. So yeah. weeds. Yeah, no, no. Get it. I mean, just... oh, pot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Seriously, I was thinking landscaping. That's how. That's how. That's how lame I am. Okay. <laughs> no, we got some good drug stories. <laughs>
you were saying? <laughs> I, I have nothing. I had so much when I left the bathroom. I have nothing now. That's what she said. Yeah. That's rock solid. That's what she said. <laughs> and fuck it. Let's leave it. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. <laughs> Well, you're, yeah, well, well you're I, I, the table spins the mirror. <laughs>